Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Lost and Found Ministry podcast. I'm Dave Garza. I'm Dave Schneider. And I'm Clint Marker. And we are here today. We are going to do a book review and a book reading. We are in Ordering Your Private World by Gordon McDonald. You guys, we've dug into chapter one as a group here. Yeah. Um, so far, how are you guys liking it? I think it's pretty good overall so far. I mean, I've kind of gotten a little bit ahead because I knew that we were com- coming into this. Overachiever. Okay. Yes. I-, I also read the preface, <laughs> too, not just chapter one, which I was told that that's overachieving as well. Uh, did you call it the preface? Yes. I, I enjoyed that. So That's what I call it. Yeah, I call it the, the preface. preface. Yeah. The preface. I must be the odd guy out here. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. We have a higher vocabulary than you, apparently. I, I, I prefer preface because sometimes my postface isn't as... <laughs> I'll tell you what, if you're listening right now and you're not a subscriber and you think it should be pronounced preface or preface, then you need to subscribe. That's, I'm going to put think, a poll. If you think it should be pronounced preface, then you also need to subscribe. That's there right. You go. I, However, I like that. You, if you're going to subscribe, you also have to give a five star review. Oh, I'm sorry. I think it's That's called true. I think it's called follow, not subscribe. But yeah, regardless. follow, subscribe whatever it is, podcast platform of your choice. Yes. Right? We're on Apple. Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We are. We are. We're even on Facebook. Facebook. Twitter. Um, We tweet. We do tweet. Uh, It's X, guys. Oh, Oh, X. X. My bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. X it out. Yeah, well, X that comment. Exactly. (laughs) Strike it from the record. That's right. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, Dave wanted... uh, Did you read the offers? Offers. (laughs) No, I didn't. (laughs) There's offers in this book. (laughs) No, the author's note. The um, note. The note. Did you read that? Uh, it's actually pretty interesting, guys. So starting off, Gordon McDonald had written this book. This is uh, his second writing of Ordering okay. Your Private World. Um, it was kind of interesting and because he felt that after he written it, after many years of experience, that his point of view on this it changed quite a bit you know after getting years under his belt it deals with growth right so as you grow uh your system of thought and theology will get deeper yeah absolutely yeah as we mature and we grow spiritually and and now just to clear this up because i had a conversation with someone the other day uh i believe it was one of my children and it kind of made me chuckle but they read the the front of the book and they said ordering your private world is that like ordering dinner i want to be clear guys ordering meaning putting into order yes your private world right yes. all right so and guys i've been enjoying this i mean just getting into chapter one uh i have read this book previously but it's been quite a few years actually yeah i'm probably chapter four on my own nice um just to try and get ahead of what we're going to be talking about to a certain extent so i have a better idea absolutely of what you know to tie more things together right. say here i was i thought i was uh going ahead of the game by reading all of chapter two i didn't even i didn't read the preface preface whatever and i didn't read the author's <laughs> notes so well that's you on I'm you bud. That, i'm lowering that standard see, lowering again. That standard. see yeah, the, well, lowering I, the bar. hey i will i will go with you and say that I didn't write or read the author's notes. All right. So, All right. but what Sinners. I did do was on, I, I have an app that reads it to me and mm. they read it. So, all right. All right. Oh, I Here see. Yeah. Way to use the tools provided for you. Technology. I, I, I absorb information better if I don't have to read it. I can just listen to it and think about it mm. as opposed to trying to read and then drive my own conclusions right, from it. Sure. Right. I, it's one less step that I have to do. I do the same thing with the word too. Like, do I'll you use the, the audio Bible? Yeah, yeah, I've got a couple buddies who have told me that that's actually effective. It, not it, to get way it, off point here, it, guys. But it yeah. helps me to not have to think about the information as it as it like I can absorb what I'm listening to better than, than if, if, if I'm trying to read it because I've never really been a strong reader. But right. it, it helps me to be able to to accomplish what we're trying to do with the book study and keep us on task. Nice. 
Nice. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. absolutely, man. I mean, everybody learns differently, and that's awesome because, like I said, I have guys who have said that about reading the Bible, which we all know the Bible is not an easy book to read. No, it definitely isn't. And, yeah, man, I mean, if you can listen to it like you're just watching a movie or, or listening, you know. And they have, like, theatrical performances of the scriptures as well. Really? So it's not just... So it's not just... and. And then in they did the, the beginning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they did this. No, I mean it's actual like they're trying to perform out the lines as right. being right. spoken. Yeah, see for me I think it'd be big about the narrator. That's right. that's what it would really come down to. I need like uh And I can do both. We could have you know what I mean? Right. Like I can as long as it's not a real dry narrator, I'm good, right. you know. Right. You gotta have like James Earl Jones. And they're narrating or Luke? something. You know? <laughs> anyway, all right, guys. So, so this book, Ordering Your Private World, as we had kind of alluded to, this book, what he's covering is he's talking about, at least in chapter one, what I'm, what I'm picking up is that he's talking about your your private world, not just uh, the behind closed doors t- kind of stuff. Okay, he's talking about your spiritual walk. In your personal spiritual walk, and and I, I I think I really really enjoyed as I was getting into this, you know, with all of us being in ministry and in different aspects too. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, we're all at different levels of ministry, and that's amazing because we're able to actually, you know, kind of bounce things off of each other. But right. but but wisdom and a multitude of counsel, right? Oh, so. dude, that's I mean, it's it's amazing, and to be able to be humble enough to take counsel right is is huge and and to be able to offer it also gracefully but reading this and getting into you know what is your to kind of break down ordering your private world by by getting into order your spiritual self and your heart and your the stuff pretty much break it down the stuff that nobody else knows the stuff that only God knows about you, the stuff you don't talk about, the stuff you don't, that isn't just out there in the world, because the stuff in the world is clearly, I mean, it's written all over you, you know, it's on your social media, it's on who you are, the character of you, and so I've just really been enjoying this, guys. Is there anything that, in chapter one, that he was talking about that specifically stuck out to you, Clint? Yeah, I think... uh... The part that stuck out to me uh, mainly, you know, obviously, this the chapter is called the sinkhole syndrome, um, and like you said, it's kind of focusing on how a lot of times we could be so focused on our out, you know, our public lives, whether it be even just uh, like on this part I was going to look at. It talks about how um, we can be imbalanced with our public worlds and our and our private spiritual private uh, world. And uh, talks about how you know sometimes we just get busy, right? We, or we make ourselves busy. Absolutely. You know, like it says here, more programs, more meetings, more learning experiences, more relationships. You know, more and more busyness. Right. But then we're not taking time to examine how we are uh, in our with our private time with Christ and how we are spiritually. We're just busy. Right. We're just making ourselves busy. And that and that really. Uh, that did stick out to me as well. Yeah. I mean, I, that's not the only thing that stuck out to me, but you know, you're talking about more of an outward, and this is kind of the way I look at it, more of an outward appearance of what oh, I'm doing ministry and right. I'm sure. healthy and right. I'm growing and my family definitely doesn't hate me behind closed doors. And <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Right. Like it, right. it, you know, to a certain extent, like, some people live their Christian lives as though it's just a show. Right. You know, yeah, and right. they don't really think of it like that. Like I have to go here and I have to do this and I, and it's very religious in nature, right? Like, right. We have to do these things because that's what the Bible says. And they not really focus on actually being in a relationship with God and doing the things for God. It's just, what does everybody else think or when they look at me what are they going to think right as opposed to what does god think because he sees everything right right you know what i mean right so getting stuck in that well what's the world think what am i looking like on the outward appearance here when you know when we read in 
uh, it's either First or Second Samuel. Uh, if one of you may know, throw the scripture out there. But I think it's Second Samuel where he talks about God looks to the heart of a man, and and so if we really are trying to just break things down here, man, if if, if you want God to see who you really are, you need to make sure that your heart is in order. Right, yeah. because that's what he's looking at. He's not looking at. Right. He could care less and, and what I, shirt I you're believe, wearing. I believe the scripture says something like, um, "Don't live your life based on outward appearance, right? Because God sees your heart." Yes, to a certain extent. Right, right, paraphrasing, right. paraphrasing, yeah. right. Um, but it's like, don't worry about the outward appearance, but worry about the way that things are in your heart. Right, and and I'll say too, it's something I thought about, and I mean, I skipped ahead. I'll try not to skip ahead into chapter two. But what kept coming to my mind as I was reading chapter 1 and, and chapter 2 was when Paul says to daily examine yourself. And I understand what Paul's what Paul's meaning. He's meaning more in the relation of right. you know, your heart yep. and where you are with That's Christ right. and salvation right. and your faith in Jesus Christ. But at the same time, uh, it kind of reminds me, you know, that's what I just kept hearing. You know, examine your heart. Where are you at? Where are you at spiritually right. in your private time? Right. Just you and God. Well, that takes oh, yeah. the uncomfortable position where you have to examine your life and really think about is this bringing honor to God or am I just doing this to do it right and I I don't know how many times I've said you know what's the point of just coming here and doing stuff to just come here and do stuff why waste your stinking time exactly you know what I mean why just go through the motions when God sees through it Right. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. only person you're lying to, dude, is yourself. That's right. Yeah. Don't do that. Like yeah. God <laughs> is specifically saying, don't do that, guys. Right. right. Like you can't lie to me. That's right. You can't hide from me. That's right. You have to examine yourself and ask for forgiveness, not because God doesn't know that you're guilty. Right. But because it shows responsibility when you say I messed up right right absolutely it's a difference of heart right God's like God's like no you're guilty problem right you're guilty yeah we all know it yeah oh yeah when you when you take accountability you take responsibility so when you're like uh God I really messed up I looked at a woman too long at the gym right and we're not in a good place right, uh, now. right. I was you not praying I mean? like for her. I was not yeah, it was bad okay <laughs> right you know um it, it it it's like okay I'm not gonna do that again that's right right and so like by you saying hey I've missed messed up I missed the mark that's I'm not right. doing right you know I I'm 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 messing myself up that opens up the door to where God can be like okay now we can change this. Right, right. It, it's not, he wants you to recognize your sin. Absolutely. Correct. Not Absolutely. to just point it out to you, That's right. but to be able to change it. Well, it's kind of yes. like, you know, dealing with any type of addiction. You yeah. know, being addicted to flesh is another yeah. one, you know. Right. I mean, yeah. because the flesh tells us, stare at the woman. Right. Stare right. at her and, and fantasize right. about what, what could be and that's what the flesh is going to try to pull you to every time but god can't change that unless you're like man god i've got this problem and yeah. that comes from our nature dude not right. from the devil necessarily right right, right. we're you not going to yes we give him too much credit too much yeah. credit so so part of yeah part of ordering that private world is uh making sure that you're taking accountability and not brushing everything off onto the devil because yes he i mean he only has as much power as we allow him temptation being tempted isn't sin right acting on your temptation is sin is sin that's right you know what i mean like there's a big distinction there that we need to realize like look dude it's not about being tempted it's about acting on your temptation the word doesn't say to completely don't be tempted it says to resist resist temptation temptation. yes so and that's so you're touching on that perfectly i mean that's exactly Dude, I mean, that's there's some things, yes, God can mold us and do anything. Yeah. But the thing is, unless, as you were alluding to, is we cannot, God cannot, that, 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 that change, that formation, that, that remanufacturing of who you are, 
cannot take place until you say, you know what, man? Yes, it's true. This yeah, is you what have I do. To, you have to recognize it. Absolutely. You know, and that's where the heart change comes from, because as soon as you recognize it, then God can change it. Yeah. Then he says, oh, wow. Okay. So you're paying attention to the right things. Now we can work on this. Right. That's absolutely. And right. I really like this. And getting into that, the difference in the public world and the the uh, private world, mm-hmm. there was a section on page three in chapter one, and it says, it says our public worlds are filled with a seemingly infinite or with a seeming infinity of demands on our time, our loyalties, our money, and our energies. And because these public worlds of ours are so visible, so real, we have to struggle to ignore ignore all their seductions and demands. They scream for our attention and action, but there is a private world in every one of us, a world that may be as infinite in size as we perceive our public worlds to be. But often, the private world, like the depths of the ocean, remains unexplored, full of surprises, ambushes, emotions, and dreams. So, how do we tap into that then? Just And I, I, I'm positive in future chapters, we're going to get there. But just for our discussion, gentlemen, I mean, what, what, how could we encourage somebody? What are things that we can apply in order to start cultivating these things from the depths of ourselves? Just like it said, you know, it's like an ocean, man. There's, mm-hmm. what is it? There's a very tiny percentage of the ocean that's been explored. Okay. Right. There, we, we supposedly know more about space than we know about the ocean, which right. is really funny to me. Uh, yeah, ain't it? Um, <laughs> but, I mean, you're talking about something we've had discussion on before. Yeah. Is uh, life is an adventure, and the Christian walk is an adventure. Yes. Right? Because I'm not, it, I'm not just doing this to do it. Right. You know, I'm making a choice to do it. That's what commitment is. That's, That's right. what loving God is supposed to be about is I'm doing this because I choose to do it. Right. Right. And so like the Christian walk is supposed to be an experience that draws us to God and it puts off the flesh and it's hard to do that. Oh man. Very hard to do that. You don't just naturally do it. You have right. to choose to do it, and you have to battle to do it correctly. Amen. And, and that takes time, that takes effort, that takes process, that takes discipline, that takes a lot of different um, characteristics that God's trying to develop in us. And I think that's kind of what you know. ordering your private world is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about God's creating a character in us that glorifies him, but then also takes us beyond where we think we can go, right? Part of boot camp, part of uh, military life, you know, um, being a Christian kind of is like that. We're born into a war, right? You know, and we're supposed to live in this war, whether you know what's going on or not. Everybody right. feels it. Yep. Everybody's a, affected by everybody's it. affected by it. It rains on the just and the unjust alike, as scripture says, you know, but it's what we do with it that changes us. It's what we do with it that makes all the difference in the world. Amen. You can't control what happens to you. You can't control how you respond to those actions. Oh, there you go. You know, you and, and that makes all the difference in the world. That's what God's asking us for. He's not asking for us to to go out there and move mountains and be like being heroic doesn't mean and I I had this conversation with my kids just this last week kind of funny but being a hero doesn't mean that you're not going to be scared right it's doing the right thing even though you're scared that's right right. that's right and and that is tough to do regardless of the situation right but all God can ask for us from us is for us to do what he's calling us to do and trust him. Right. And we're not in control. He is. Well, that's right. That's right. That's what surrender means. Well, man. absolutely. So, so a good step to being able to cultivate these things from deep inside of us is, is going to be just being honest with ourselves and honest with God. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, and, and that's kind of what I'm I, I'm feeling, man. Is is like you you had said, how silly is it to try to hide something from God? Yep. You know, Can't. you know, it's like you know, and not to pick on just men because I know this is something for <laughs> women too. You know, they suffer from this, but those who struggle with pornography, <laughs> you know, it, it's like, oh man, if I if I if I go back here and hide in this room, you know, I I'm back here, man. No one can see me, and, and they don't know I'm watching this. Like I can, integrity. I, Yes, and and it's like, man, you know, okay, no, the world doesn't see that, but God is God is watching that, and and he and he sees what you're doing, yeah, and 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 so it's like, there's no point in being dishonest with God because there's actually that's I, I don't even think that's possible. You can't really be dishonest with Him when He already knows the truth. So think about it like this, dude: sin hurts other people. Right. right. And like when you're doing that, somebody's being exploited. Mm. Right. You know, for your own pleasure. Yeah. You know, it's not about you. Yes, it is about you. Kind of. <laughs> right. Right. But it it's somebody else is affected by this sin that you're going through. Community is affected by the sin that you're going through. Your marriage is being affected by the sin that you're going through. Right. Your kids. Are you willing to give up everything you've worked for up to this point to watch a movie that's going to ruin everything, everything that you have, that, have right. worked for your whole life. Right. Are you willing to make that trade? Right. Right. Like people that, that, uh, um, you know, go out behind their spouse's back and do things and cheat on them. Are you willing to ruin 20, 35, whatever years of marriage. Right. For a short time of for self-gratification. For, for yeah. that. Yeah. Are, yeah. Uh, seriously, guys, right. are we willing to make that trade? Well, and that's what's tough for people is because it, I don't think they're willing to do it. That's the thing. They are just so wrapped up in the world that it, it's in... I don't want to say, because I don't like to put things off to where, oh, everything's about peer pressure, everything's about this, but and I'm not making excuses for people, but when that's all you're around, you know, it's hard to make the right decisions. It's hard to remember, oh man, God, what about God? What about what God said? And I mean, like he said right there in part of that passage I read it, where it says, we have to struggle to ignore all the world's seductions and demands. And that's a struggle. Right. And we're, dude, we're just a dash between two dates. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. our life is just a dash between two dates. We're supposed to be eternally focused, heavenly bound, eternally focused on God's kingdom, yeah. not what we do here right. on this earth. Right? right. Are you willing to make that trade? Yeah. Oh, man. You know, like you're going to spend eternity whether we're all eternal beings right at the end of this thing right we're all going to spend life or the rest of our life or death for eternity what are we doing what are we doing well but i think a lot of it too is is there's a lot of misunderstanding of what you know do we really understand the depths of eternity we don't exactly and we that's don't. and that's the thing man so so in order but even, to, even not knowing that, are you still willing to make that trade? Right. Well, I like I said, I'm not making excuses for people. I don't know if they're so willing as if they are that they are they succumb that's, to these things. Yeah, that's, and, and you that's know and, 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 and that's heartbreaking, man, because I mean, you know It's it, addiction. It is, man. It's addiction and people like to wrap addiction up as only being a drug or an alcohol thing. No. No, man, you no, can be man. addicted to porn you can be addicted to gambling you can be addicted to violence addicted you can be comfort. addicted yes comfort yes yeah. self-comfort yeah. even and i mean that's look at this and and so in order for us to start ordering and putting in order our private world i mean it's pretty plain and clear what we're discussing here is you have got to be a hundred percent honest with god and yourself right so that yeah. kind of ties into one of the things that came up for me yeah you know he talks about in his preface preface <laughs> whatever you want to call it you know he's talking about how he went his dad was a pastor and he lived his childhood life knowing scripture saying the right thing yep. doing all this stuff going through the motions going through the motions you know and then later on it talks about then it came to a time 
where I had to step up, become an adult, and look at what I've been doing and figure out what it is I want to do and make a choice. Right. Right? Like, both worlds, both living in darkness and living in the light is a series of choices. It's a series of yeses and nos. Right. You know, absolutely. At the end of this, uh, at the end of this life, you know, if we don't accept Christ, man, it comes down on us hard, hard, hard. That sinkhole he talks about is going to get. But also, as a Christian, dude, you know, you're professing one thing with your mouth, doing another thing in your private life, doing another thing in your public life, and Scripture tells us that. You know, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Oh man, you're never going to have the character that God. No, wants you're for not. You. And I mean, that carries into another reference scripture. Let your yeses be, be yes, yes and, and your, your nos be nos. Yeah, and and so like he he goes through all of this stuff and talks about how he grew up, and you know he he talks about he he talks about his character, but then at a certain point he had to make a choice. Yeah. What is it that I'm going to do with my life? Right. You right. Know? And he chose correctly. Uh-huh. Praise God for right. him. That's, and yeah. wrote a whole book about it. Yep. Wrote so that, a, well, his second book. But right. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like he, he kind of talks about he runs into a guy on a plane and he's he's asking the guy, he's like, you know, what what is your private life look like? Yeah. Yep. You know, and he's asking these probing questions of uh-huh. he didn't ask him, and and he talks about he didn't ask like, well, what's your Bible reading like? What's right, your, all this right. stuff. What's but your he, prayer life? Right. Uh, yep. Yeah. He didn't say that because we've become so used to just the Christianese answers. Christianese being the the quick quick Christian the, answers. The quick the, Christian yep. answers that doesn't that doesn't go deep. Right. And it's all superficial. It's uh, it's just to pass on. You know, it's kind of like people asking you, hey, man, uh, how are you doing today? Fine. I'm right, doing great. Right, yeah. I'm doing fine. Yep, I'm you all know? right. But, but it's all so surface good. level, yeah. man. We as human beings want, in our flesh, want to stay at the surface level. Yeah, we want yeah. the quick pro pro. Right. But chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you don't want that, right? <laughs> That's right. Like, we're seeking That's to go right. deep That's a, exactly. in these conversations. Exactly. Right? We're trying to sweep the easy stuff away. Right. We want to have these conversations because right. eternally this is important. Oh, man. But one of the questions he asked was, when does a guy ever get time to order his inner life? Right. So I asked that question. When does a guy get time to really order his private life? Yes. Put in order. That's that is a tough question, man. And I have to say that uh being the type of person I very well known to not let grass grow under my feet. Um not you. I, <laughs> really? I, I know. I know. I've never met anybody that lets grass grow under their feet like you do. I know it and you know it's that sloth behavior I love. I know, man. That's no- <laughs> it's your comfort. We need to cast that out of you right now. Yeah. Do we need to do a prayer session, Clint? Do you yeah. think for him? We need deliverance. I think we, we all need prayer. Studio. Yeah. We, we do all need prayer. We I'll do. take it. I'll take it. But you know, guys, uh, being someone who's always I don't like to say chasing my tail because I will say that within the last couple of years, I've gotten a lot better at ordering my private world. And just, uh, I think where you find time to do that, it's not finding the time. It's making the making time. Making the time. You had yeah. kind of like you talked about where he said, you know, I had to make a choice. Right. Well, I got to that point. You know, I look back after, okay, so if we say two years, guys, about 15 years into ministry and all this, man, and I look back and I'm like, I've done a lot. God has got to do a lot with me. And I haven't enjoyed one bit of it. Right. And not that, okay, let me clarify. Yes, I enjoy it. There's nothing that brings me greater joy than serving God. What I mean by that is, did I ever really stop to smell the roses? Did I ever really stop to enjoy and look at and say, man, I really enjoy doing this? Adventure is adventure, not because you... If you take the time to look at your surroundings, you take the time to take in everything that's going on. Right. 
What's that's the point? what? Yeah. Well, that's where the joy comes in. Oh yeah, you well know? yeah, absolutely. Like, What's the point of God building up a harvest in you if you're not gonna enjoy the harvest? You know, what right. are you gonna do? Throw the harvest away because you didn't take time to enjoy it? Right. Exactly. You know? it, the, the, the harvest comes with hard parts. The harvest comes with you know. I mean, you have to till. You gotta plant seeds. You gotta grow. You gotta let you know, water it, you got to do all this stuff, man. We all grow up in this agricultural mecca of the world. We are in you Iowa. Know, we're in Iowa, <laughs> right? And and there's something to be said, dude, like fruit doesn't happen overnight. Nope. It takes a whole season to do it. Tending. Right? Exactly. And that that's really what he's talking about here in ordering your private world is grabbing a hold of the process. And yeah. Ah, 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 is that word I don't right? like? If we grab a hold of the process, then we can actually enjoy the process as opposed to only seeing, man, I just keep getting kicked in the right, face. Right. Well, because then it, it it's a lot harder if you don't stop and look at the good things. All you're ever going to see is the bad. And that is, dude, that's, I mean, that's a kick in the gut every time. Yeah. And that's where I was. And that's when I finally said, like I said, so I believe that if you're going to do that, where do you find the time? You make the time. Yep. If you don't make the time and make it a priority, it is not going to happen. All right. So what would you say is that for you? I mean, so we talk about this in theory. Right. What does that look like for you? I mean, what would you say you have done to make this a priority for you? I mean, what Uh, do you do to try and make that time? I started shedding off things. It, It was tough. Because, you know, it it was hard to categorize what was important in ministry as to what I was doing. Because, you know, when you start trying to say, well, is this more important than this? You can get really caught in that. I just had to make a definitive decision where I just said, okay, you know what? I'm going to start with one night a week where I have zero commitment. I'm at home with my family doing that. Right. I'm not taking phone calls. I'm not getting on Facebook. I'm not I'm not doing this. My attention is solely with my family. And it started with one day and I did that for a couple months. And then after a couple months I said, okay, you know what? I'm gonna go to two days. Or a day and a half, I think is what I did. I was like, yeah, I'll take my Saturday mornings for this. But one o'clock Saturday, phone's going off. I'm done talking to people. I'm going home or, you know, I'm doing this. I I, I had to make a strict schedule for myself because if I did not I was gonna convince myself yeah you can go ahead and go do this you know Eh, go over to the church and do this go and do this and I uh learning to say no no. yep that was hard man because it's the fine line between people pleasing and thinking that you got to serve more. You got to do this. Well, if I don't do it, nobody's going to do it. If I don't, you know, I was Which stuck may be that. true. To and a that may be extent. true. I- exactly. So then it's just, I had to just look at what's truly important. And so we've talked about this. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't mean to no, cut go you ahead. Off, But we've talked about this as a group, the three of us. Yeah. And when you're a sniper and you're in sniper school, you're not taught to take every shot. Right. You're taught to take the right ones. That's right. You know, and so as a sniper, you have to be patient, right, to make sure that you're doing the right thing. And there's a lot that goes into it. I'm not a sniper personally, right, but I've I've read and studied up on a lot of these things. It's about making the right moves, not making every move, right, because you're going to wear yourself out trying to do that, and you're not going to be effective because you're never ever going to do what God has because you're going to be so stressed out on at many different levels. Oh yeah. You know, so it's not taking every shot, it's taking the right ones and the ones that count, the ones that matter. Absolutely. Your family is the most important part. And then from there it stems from there what you can do and what you have. So, Clint, with the same question in mind, when does a guy ever get time to order his inner life. Yeah, I think I would agree with Dave to a degree. Uh, I think you have to make time. I know for me, um, one thing I liked what you said in the the preface there is he had to stop become an adult. It almost sounded like he had uh, an inner examination. Like a reformation? Right. Or he had to he examined, okay, where am I at? Okay, time to grow up. Right. Time to step up. Right. Uh, For me, 
what what that looks like is i mean obviously every sunday is family sunday for me uh, so kind of a similar thing there um and i am intentional about putting my phone down and um especially when i'm with family uh i try to anyway Uh, but also for me i try to utilize my drive times i mean even if they're not very long i take about 20 minutes uh to work one way so I try to utilize that. You know, I could listen to audio Bible while right. I don't benefit from uh, audio books or audio Bible as much as Dave Schneider does. I still think about it as it's get, it's it's getting there. It's right. it's, it's it's a way there. of soaking in, right? That's right. Even subconsciously, even right. absolutely. Subconsciously. So uh, yeah, for me, I think it's utilizing drive times. It's making time, and then being intentional with said time. Yes, Amen. Um, you know, okay, making time, and then this I'm gonna read my Bible. And I'm going to study this for this long, uh, even if it's one chapter a day, or right. even if it's, even if it's just I'm going to dig deep into the first section of this chapter, you know, verse by verse, and really dig deep into it. Whatever, whatever it, you know, you want a goal or right, whatever you want to set for yourself. But yeah, I think you really do, especially because look, we live in a culture and a country. We're blessed. We have so much. You have so many opportunities, so many things to get involved in. Right. And we can get busy. So I think for the majority of people, uh, you do. You have to, like I said, over and over, make time. Find the time somewhere. Even if it's five minutes to sit there and go, all right, where am I actually at? What are my, where's my heart? What's my intentions and what I'm doing? Are they good intentions or am I doing it for selfish reasons? So. Yeah, absolutely, and I, I totally agree, man. And that's, I really like how you put it, too, is being very intentional Yeah. about what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Because if you just try to go into it and you try to have, uh, for lack of a better, you know, a sloppy schedule, if you're mm-hmm. just like, well, you know what, uh, Thursday afternoon, I'm going to try to take a couple minutes, and I'm going to try to get this done. I'm going to try to make some time for myself. What are you going to do? You're going to cover it up with other garbage, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just what's going to happen. Right. Hey, we're we're humans, and, and we get distracted. I mean, if you're like me, I am. I could be like, oh, man, I got some time to read my Bible. Squirrel? Yeah. Uh, and and there goes my attention, you know. <laughs> I'm chasing the squirrel down the road. And, and, and so it, I have to be very intentional about what I'm doing. That's why I had mentioned, you know, turning the phone off. Yeah. Not setting it down. Not plugging it in, putting it in the other room, because you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get up off my butt and go get it out of the other room. And I, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So right. I got to be honest with myself. I suck. And I suck at making schedules. And I suck at following through with that stuff. Well, so I, think, I have to be totally intentional. Yes. I think you really hit it on the head with intentionality. Oh, man. that's you know? I agree. I agree. Yeah. That was that was a very strong point, man. And Because and, if we don't, go full force with this is going to happen no ifs no ands no buts yeah and i think too as believers we tend to compartmentalize our lives oh man it's like we got our private life uh, i was at a i was at a, a dinner a men's barbecue last night uh and the speaker there was talking about oh, um, funny we weren't invited lust of the flesh lust know. of the <laughs> eyes pride of life talking yeah. about how men struggle with that and oh, then also yeah. came and, and gave the um Oh, I'm trying to think of the word for it. The key, not cure, but another word for cure for each one. Uh, how to fight each one. Yeah, how talked to combat about, it. Yeah, battle strategy. He talked about integrity, yeah. which I think is right. big with what we're talking about with ordering our private world. Yeah. What are we like in our private worlds? Are we compartmentalizing our lives? That we have our, our private time, and then we have how we are at work, how we act right. with, the, with the guys at work right. or women at work. And then we're, you know, we have our private time. Uh, and then we have our church life, and then we have our right. Bible study life. It's like, what's our integrity? Are we the same? And we try and try to honor God with our life everywhere we are, no matter where we are. Right. And how much easier to order, put in order your private world if you stop trying to be you? You are consistent, man. Yeah, that's right. Like, Can- how exhausting to be like, you know what? I'm going to go to church. I'm going to be this guy. When I go to work, I'm this guy. Dude, when yeah. I go home, I'm this guy. Dude, that is a miserable, exhausting <laughs> yes. way to live. Well, dude, that you want to talk about true freedom and like spiritual freedom? That's where it's at. Right. It's one of those. This is who I am. That's right. Like, and you know what? And that's that's okay. Just to point this out, how frustrating that the world 
okay, outside of Christianity, the world has a hold of that. They have right. this attitude. I don't care if you like me or not. This is who I am, and you I'm going to be you this way else? everywhere. It's like, hello, believers, let's wake up and get under that because, we yes, we need to care about how people see us because we may be the only Bible that some people read. Yeah. But, but, man, you get in this idea, this is how I got to act at church. Guess what? You're stuffy, lame, and boring and uptight. That's why people don't want to come to church with you. So right. how about you just be laid back, cool guy that you are on a normal basis, right. and maybe you'll be a little more welcoming instead of being like, wow, man, but why do I you, want to go to church? I, but, if I have to act like that guy, I don't want to go to church. But, but right. then you actually get into the freedom of just being like, uh, you know, it. you really get to act your character. Yes. Right? Like, so I don't know. You guys know me outside of here. Some of the people listening to the podcast may may know me outside of here. Yeah, yeah, he's weird all the time. This is it. <laughs> this is what you get. You know, I, I'm seeking to do the right things, but you know, in the end, of, in the end, you know, it's like, look, man, I I'm here. This is this is who I really am. Right. I'm not trying to play any games. That's right. I'm not trying to portray myself as some ultra spiritual guy. Yeah. I have struggles. I we're going through the same thing and i think that's what the next generation wants to see definitely in ours is authenticity yeah like i oh man dude definitely. I, I want i want somebody that's going to be real with me i don't have time to be around people that this is i just got to put on this show and this is this is who i am people are going to follow a leader that's real they're not going to follow somebody that's just doing a show. Oh, we've, come on. We, dude, we've lived long enough to know the scam yeah. for what it is. I don't need that anymore. I live that. The people that are outside of the walls of the church, the gangs, know more about taking in somebody who's an outcast than we do in the church. Come on, guys. We need to do better. We need to do better. That why do you think people are getting involved in that stuff? That's right. Well, Dude, it's the world because it's is more so appealing. quick. Dude, the world is so quick to hold you to hold your hand and to be like, "Don't worry, Dave. We're going to go down the wrong path, but it's going to rock." You know what I mean? Like, right, right. And, and that's, it's why like, they get, that's why they get that attitude. Yeah. They're like, man, we may be going to hell, but we're going to have fun. We're going to have fun. Why can't we go to heaven and have fun, man? Right. Isn't that the yeah. whole like, point? Why, yeah. why, why, and, and it's just like, it's so crazy to me that the world understands this better than we do. Oh, and, I, I know, right? Like, like to, come on, man. I know you're not perfect, dude. I'm not perfect either. Let's just do this to the best of our ability. Let's be transparent with each other. Let's let's build character in each other. Let's build each other up. Let's do what we're supposed to be doing from the get. Like right. don't don't put on a show for me. I don't want that. I don't want a production. I don't need a production. I just need people that are real and honest with Amen. me. Amen. Amen. That that's what I want. And that's yeah. you know what? That's what all of us want, I think. And I think that's that's where we just we're so worried about and think about the mentality, you know, in our keeping our private self being people would like to say, you know, well, you don't you don't want to know my private self. Well, probably not. And that's why you need to be real with God about it so right. that he can make them changes so that you can be just you all the time, you know, and and how exhausting do, is it? To, do you know how how long I acted punk rock and like this image that I built for myself because this is who I am. Right, right. right. You know, this is how I act. It's retarded. It's Punk stupid. It doesn't make sense. You know, and, and it's like, look, dude, I don't want to just put on a show anymore. Right, right. Like, even in the world, I was putting on a show. Right. You know, and Dave, I'm, I know that you've been through this too, yep. and we'll get into it in your testimony, but it's like, this is just the persona that I carry around. It's not really who I am. I'm I'm seeking to find a way to be real with myself and to be real with other people right. that aren't that aren't gonna leave me when I'm like, look, dude, I'm making these changes in my life. Right. Like you're this, gonna drop people this really off of isn't your, me. Right. You're gonna drop people out of your life 
that that's all they see in you. That's because right. When you when you change, well, and, and it, that's natural because right? all of a sudden it's not appealing anymore to that certain group of people that you're trying to appeal to. Right, and that's tough, dude. That's a tough. That that seems like such a tough message, bud. But it, the reality is, it's freeing. Oh to man, to be like, look, dude, I can just be who I am with that's you. Right. I don't have to act like something else. That's why my wife is so important to me, dude. I don't have to act like right. I I act like around her like I do everybody else. Right. You right. know, she gets some privileges that not everybody else gets. And well, of course. But guys, this is this is real. Yeah, your private. Is that's right. right. That's right. And like you said, it's so liberating. It's so freeing to get your private world in order with your public world, and then it's you're not fighting to do two different things and and it just and i'm loving this book because this is what i mean look at how much discussion we just derived from this guys we're one chapter in and and so those of you at home that are listening uh, i really encourage you to go get this book because this is something that we he's i mean we're in chapter one in the depth of some of the stuff he's talking about i mean there's a whole message in it and we just really got to get to this reality of how are we going to distance and well, not distance. How are we going to separate ourselves from the world, but do it in such a way to where we're not leaving people behind in a sense, but what we're doing is setting an example because we don't have to be so double-minded, so different one way or the other. People people see the Christian walk and and they wrongly, I feel, have the idea that I have to become a Christian and I have to change these things right. in order to be good enough to do these things. But one of the things I found when I would when I came to God, I got rid of a bunch of junk movies that I would watch with just questionable stuff in it. And I wanted to change my music uh, choices because I kind of felt like you can't listen to Slayer and be a Christian because, <laughs> I mean, you know, we're 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 taking in on Sunday, you know, Jesus loves you, and in the se- and and every other day I'm listening to God hates us all, right? You know what I mean? Right. So like, guarding your heart, right? So like yeah. some of these things was incredibly freeing, and I noticed that when I started to change those things, when I started to cut those things out. It wasn't for a religious purpose. It was for a, a personal purpose to cha- start to change my heart to to get some of that junk out right. that I've been putting in for so long. Oh, absolutely. That it's like, look, nobody told me that I had to do that. I just did it you because instinctively it. it's like, how how is this glorifying God or even building me? Right. Right. Like, I think we have, look, you don't have, I'm not saying coming to God, you have to stop doing everything that you're doing. Well, no, here's a, here's a perfect example. You love metal. Metal I do, music. I do you like, love metal like music. Metal well, music. Screamo, not just metal. Yeah, no, yeah. he likes, he likes <laughs> the heavy stuff. He but likes the growl. How beautiful is it that God can take a bunch of metal heads, yeah. save them, Offer right. them salvation. They give their life to Christ, and now there is Christian metal music. And if you don't think Christian metal music is hard, you have not listened Dude, to any. Do you realize? <laughs> I, I realized something right off the bat when I became a Christian was, you know, I was addicted to the message, not the music, right. because ninety-five percent of the Christian bands have to be better at playing their music, yes, than to get the, attention, to get attention yes. from these people and trying to save these people like you can still listen to good good music and not have to compromise the message that's right that, that's, that's coming right. out of this that's right you know i can play metal music with my kids around and not have to worry about are they gonna the repeat me- what they heard yeah exactly yeah. you yeah. know something that's gonna make my mom blush that right, you know what i mean right. like nah let's not do uh-huh. that you know like that's then right. my mom's gonna be like i'm questioning what you're doing here uh-huh bud. Hey, you know, like, uh-huh um but see that's what's awesome man and that's something exciting that we can move forward in and in putting in order our private world is knowing that look man you may not think that there's these things that you like in the christian life 
but there are. There are, yeah. There are. Definitely. I mean, man, I know Christians who go out and are avid hunters. I know Christians who are gun collectors. I know Christians who are, you know, sports fans, man. They sit down and watch football every Sunday. They, you know, you can still do these things. You just, maybe you don't have to drink a 12-pack of beer and get sloshed on Sunday when you watch a football game. You know, maybe you can do it and do that with your family and enjoy a meal and a day with your family watching the sports. Go to the stadiums, which is even more exciting, with your family. You don't have to all of a sudden stop being a human just right. because you're a Christian. Right. And and putting things in order, that's part of it. And 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 I think, you know, I think this book can really help people understand that. You know, right. just knowing that guys uh, getting your private self in order so that god can we can be confident that it's like you know god i know you're going to find some things inside of me that aren't good right and he knows that yeah and right. he knows that but the more we can be transparent the more that we can be honest with him and with ourselves the 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 more we're going to grow agreed and that's the whole point of this book man it's not about a set of rules that you need to follow to try and be this right utopian uh the scripture is pretty clear that we don't get utopia on this side of heaven uh true that so you know let's be honest with ourselves and just be like look dude this isn't about doing everything right so that we can attain something here on earth this is about eternal things yes that changes who we are and a lot of people don't choose that because they don't want to change who they that's are. It. Well, and that's right. And let's just be honest because, you know, you you can... It's hard to change who man, you are. Dude, it, that takes it's effort. tough. It hurts. It's not it, fun. It's painful. It's a process. And, you know, we're, uh, you know, we are a uh, delivery system. We want our prayers to be Ubered to us immediately and when you're living that life that's just not how it works i mean that's man. what we've and been taught since we've been uh on this earth is like oh you get burger king it's your way you can have it now right that's not how god works no typically. no no it's his way and you can have it when he decides you, you can dude, have it. i'd love to be on that's, the fire department <laughs> right now right and and uh, how many years brother a grueling like five hard, years exactly. of doing the same things and being denied at and rejected over and over again and going through this process even when it is hard and but i've learned so much right about who i am yep. what i'm doing why i'm doing it so that when it does happen i'm ready to do it amen you amen. know let's not forget too that we ultimately really can't change ourselves no it's about allowing submitting, submitting. yourself to yes. christ yes to god humbling yourself acknowledging that you can't do it on your own that's right and that you're a sinner and that ultimately that change comes from the holy spirit and allowing the holy spirit to change you amen and that may mean you, even if it, and it's going to be a struggle and it's going to be a process it's oh, uncomfortable man. yeah to, right. to yeah. say i don't have control of this if yeah. i don't get ever get on the fire oh, department oh right. man that's not that, something that's you not want my call, to think of man. but yeah that's reality that's though. right it's reality right? It, it it's up to god it's right. up to, you yeah. know, maybe... I don't have control of this. That's right. That's right. right. And that's tough, guys. And and a lot of you out there, getting your getting your private world in order, you're going to realize a lot of that. There's going to be a lot of pieces of you that you thought God... that Well, that you thought you were meant to do, and God's like, nah, bro, you had it all wrong. Okay, so we're going to shed this off, and that hurts. Yeah, I mean, what you, you know, have to do... It's not fun, man. You're going to have to... Go ahead. I was going to say, what you have to do, it, it, what I was going to say was is you have to make, like Dave Schneider said earlier, is you can only control what what you do. Right. So you might have to put, you know, your booze down. Yep. You might have to put your phone down. That's right. And then when you make those decisions, then you can allow the Holy Spirit to work in those moments. Yeah, same You may have to separate yourself from people yep. that are those influences. That's right. Where it's like, look, dude, if you try and go back in, and I've seen many different people fall for this, like, I need to keep these friends around because I'm the only Jesus that they're going to see. Uh -huh. and, and But you end up getting sucked right back into it because spiritually you're not ready to minister to those people because you're not 
completely free from everything yourself. Well, right. Within yourself. You know, and, and that's like saying God can't use somebody else to reach these people. Without me. Without me. Yeah, right. right? And so, like, it's it's God sometimes pulls us out of situations for a long, 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 long time. Oh, yeah. To get things completely out of us That's before right. we go back in to try and minister oh, to somebody. Oh, absolutely. Well, look, at, you, and, know? you know, not to get too crazy out of here, but I, I, I'm pretty sure our pastor at our church just shared a story uh, last week where he gave an example of that, where he had a gentleman right. that he ministered to who was an alcoholic, and he mm-hmm. had a yep. big time going to the bars and all this, and the guy... He he was sober for a short amount of time and went to pastor and told him, "Hey, I want to do. I'm. I feel like God's calling me to bar ministry, which God could have been calling them to that, but he didn't allow his private world to be in order long enough. Nor did he submit enough so that God could do the work in him, and he jumped back into it, and it was too soon. Yep, and he got sucked right back into the same old game. Yeah, dude, and that that's with any situation oh man like, there's so many different things that's that right it's like look dude i want to minister to x y and z people and you don't take the time or the submit to the process long enough right. to really be able to minister in that situation that's because right. it's too much of a temptation and it is and it is and guys so you, you know what a great book i love the discussion on chapter one so far uh, Gordon McDonald, you did a wonderful job writing this book, That's man. That's right. And uh, we appreciate your heart in this and being able to put this information out for uh, just uh, uh, screw-ups like us who can really apply this stuff to our lives. And and those of you listening, let's just, you know, let's, let's just really try to focus on, if you can this week, you know, maybe just really talk to God and just open your heart and, and just say, God, I just, my private life needs to align with your will. And man, I'll tell you what, dude, this did get pretty heavy, man. Didn't it? I know this was supposed to be all <laughs> just lighthearted, be, yeah, but, yeah, lighthearted. But thanks, Mr. McDonald. You <laughs> took right. us right into a deep conversation, but yeah, guys. So, so, uh, we're going to revisit and be getting into chapter two. Uh, and we will be look on the list of podcasts. We will have them titled and labeled so that you can follow them. Part one, part two, part three. And actually I'll put the chapters on. Well, we will put the chapters on there so that you can follow along please guys if you can't afford the book or anything like that get on audio books i think that you can for less audible ex- i think audible, it is. uh you can yeah just just try to get your hands on this book and and if not just join with us and we'll walk you through it and you get to enjoy the book with us yeah so we're gonna be implementing kind of a rotation of stuff that we're gonna be implementing so we can kind of follow the same structures Yes. So we're not putting out the same content all That's the time. That's right. That's right. We're trying so, to mix it up for you guys because some of you may really enjoy testimonies. Some of you may not. Some of you right. may really want the book reading. Some of you may not. Some of you may just like hearing us be fools, and some of you may not. <laughs> you and, get that every uh, time. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a bit <laughs> of that every time. So, uh, But tonight, uh, I think I'm going to ask... Uh, no, uh, Ms. it's your turn. Is it my turn? It is your turn. Is it? Okay, so tonight I'm going to ask myself to pray us out. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> hey Dave, will you do this? Sure, I guess. All right. So uh, again, guys, thank you for joining us. Uh, catch up with us. Uh, we're going to be having this one come on Saturday. The no, t- once tonight. Uh, tonight is Tuesday. Yes. So tonight uh, we will have this uh, one. This one coming on, and Saturday we're going to have a open discussion about the goodness of God. That's right. Because we just want to Finishing out the body. That's right. Finishing out the body. So now we're going to talk about how great God is to the body that operates as the body. And some of the ways he blesses us. And <laughs> that, was, that was deep, man. Did that you was like good. That? Did you just come up with that? I really did. I, know, I almost I could fumbled. Tell. Yeah, I almost fumbled. It was close. That was a, you know what? I got my pine tar gloves on. I didn't <laughs> drop it. All right. So, uh, again, guys, thanks for joining us. Uh, we, we just love having you. Uh, big shout out to uh, Two Shepherds Outreach, our That's partnering right. ministry, who we are a ministry of. And uh, Raymond Awe out there, you know, we've got some big things coming up. Y'all keep him and him and his family in your prayers as uh, some big changes are getting ready to come. And we can't wait to talk to you guys about them, but we're just going to allude that they are coming. Uh, but other than that, I'll pray us out. And we just really enjoyed this time. That's right.
Father, I just thank you that you're able to bring us together just to even read books. And it doesn't have to be your literature, Lord, that you put it in the hearts of men, women out there that that they can give a word that's inspired by you to be able to affect and impact us, Lord. And I just ask that anybody who's listening, that the words of uh, of these this book and our discussion, that it can just motivate them to 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 really break down what's deep down inside and to cultivate all of these things that we like to hide away lord and just bring them to the surface so that you can have your way with them lord and and just do what you will with them remove them reshape or mold them whatever it is lord it's in your hands and just and just uh, give us the strength all of us out there to be able to submit yes. fully to you father and just trust in you and that's our whole basis of, of, of faith, Lord, is show show all of us that, that in order to practice faith, we just have to trust in you. And we just have to draw closer to you, Lord, and just know that you're in control. And no matter how much we may or may not like it, Lord, but you're going to bring us through it. You're going to see us through it. And you're going to have victory over it. And we just know that it's because ooh, all of your abundant love for us that we can't even fathom, Lord. And we just, again, thank you that you sent your son down here for our sacrifice for us and for the sins that we all deserve to pay for that we to this day every day deserve to pay for but your your unwavering amazing love just covers us and and shows us every day why we need to be celebrating jesus and 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 his love and his sacrifice lord and we just thank you for all of that and i just ask that anybody who's listening lord that you just you, you, you just impact them from the top of their head to the bottom of their heel, Lord, that, that if, if they have any need, that, that, that if it aligns in your will, Father, that you just grab a hold of it and you just walk them through it and, and, and Lord, just break down these hard ends of our hearts so that we can be as much in our public world as we are in our private world so that we can be the same all around. And when it comes down to it, Lord, when people look at us, they shouldn't see us. They should see you. Jesus, and, and just continue to mold us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks for joining us again, guys. Thanks, guys. I'm Thanks Dave everyone. Garza. I'm Dave Schneider. And I'm Clint Marker. And we're saying have a blessed week. Thanks, guys.